And so he'll buy you a cup of coffee. I, seriously, I'll buy you a, a vat of coffee. You tell me of, <laughs> of a good shop. So welcome to the Coffee Snobs podcast, where we just really love good coffee. Grab your cup of coffee and join us each episode as we explore any and everything coffee-related. From pour-overs to lattes to the coffee experience, we explore it all. Because, well, life's too short to drink bad coffee. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Coffee Snobs podcast. It's me, Tyler, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Aaron Beaver. Well, hello, Tyler. Uh, How are you in this pollen-infested... Dude, my God, it is ridiculous. Good gracious. It's like, if, I, if you're in the South and you're listening to this, it is crazy right now how heavy the pollen is coming. We really need some good, like, rain to just We sound like these out. old men. You're like, man, I'm looking for some rain. That'd be really good right now. But I love the springtime, but there's just... There's no way around it in, in the South. There's at least a week or two, if you're lucky, of just so much pollen coming down that, you know, everybody has to take Zyrtec and yeah. nasal spray. But anyway, things are green outside. It's nice weather, minus the pollen. Yeah, it could Birds be worse. are singing. Coffee's dripping. It's, it's a good time yeah, to good time. be a coffee snob. So we, uh, we are going to talk on our main segment today. Uh, it's entitled A Tale of Two Coffee Shops, and Aaron and I are going to do a uh, a review Yeah, we're going to live up to, the, to the, the name of this podcast, The Coffee Snobs. So <laughs> we, are, we will get to that shortly, yes. uh, our main segment, but let's start off like we do every episode with What's in Your Cup? Aaron, looks like you have a tasty beverage there. What are you drinking? So, me and you got the opportunity to uh, taste uh, some really, really good coffee. Really, really good coffee. And uh, the Geisha from Black and White. And so, you came over and uh, we had we had beans prior to, uh, prior to the show. You came over and I think it was a four-ounce bag. And so uh, we really enjoyed it. We tried it in pour over and uh, AeroPress, and we'll we'll talk about that a little later. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. what's in my cup, and uh, I have you gave me a little bit of beans, and yeah. I am really enjoying it and trying to savor. And we'll do a deep dive into that uh, on a later topic on a, on a later show. But that's absolutely what is in my cup, black and white. If yeah. you don't know them, check them out. Uh, link in the description. But really good roaster, and. We got some exciting yeah. news on that, but that'll come later. You're going to be hearing a lot about them. So, yeah. What about you, Tyler? Yeah. Well, actually, speak of the devil. Um, as I'll talk about on the main segment, not a couple weeks back, uh, I was in the Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill area, and I got a chance to visit Black and White Roasters, which we'll talk lots more about that later. But so, yeah, one of the coffees I got from Black and White is called a Louise Paolo. Ethiopia type. Uh, this is actually, it's not an Ethiopian, which we've talked about lots and we love Ethiopians. This is actually a Colombian or South American coffee, but it has characteristics of Ethiopia. It's a light roast and it's got some tropical notes and 
citrus and I don't know something we'll have to talk about a lot later because I mean you didn't bring those beans over to the house though did no, you? No, I was not sharing no. them. So, <laughs> so I, that's why I was wondering. I was like, anyway, I mean, what, it's, what, what, uh, like you you're enjoying it. Does it? Let me ask you this: in that, not to get too deep dive, but does it have an Ethiopian flavor to it? Like a, a like, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, when I first saw it, because they have quite a lot of coffee oh my uh, gosh, that you can they get black and white, um, I first I thought it was an Ethiopian, but now I started looking at it. It's cool. It's something I definitely want to research more because a blind taste test, you could possibly mistake this for an Ethiopian, but it's a South American. So that's something we'll have to yeah, dive exciting. into. That's what's in our cup. I think that honestly was the shortest that's what's in our in our <laughs> cup segment ever we're really excited to get to this topic of we, the tale of two a tale of two shops yeah. but before we do that let's um we've been talking about reviews and aaron and i are gonna be reviewing some shops really soon yeah i've, I've put in a few reviews um i think i've actually put in more reviews than you have but well, nobody's keeping score no but <laughs> a reminder dear listeners um one thing we're trying to focus on on a lot of our future episodes is if you try a coffee or visit a coffee shop, good or bad, hopefully good, uh, we're trying to feature more reviews, especially from listeners on shows. So we've got a quick link in our Instagram po- profile or from our website. So it doesn't have to be some super scientific review, but if you try a new bag of coffee from a roaster, uh, tell us about it yeah. and we will talk about it on the show. Yeah, also... Also, one of the, the the pros to it is we have more listeners across uh, the area than we really thought we did, and and one yeah. of the cool things about the coffee scene or the coffee like industry is it you have a bunch of different roasters and a bunch of different profiles that are coming out of these shops, and so uh, to know of a different coffee shop in an area like I'm heading to San Antonio here in a few weeks, and if any listeners are in the San Antonio Merit. area. Let me know of a coffee shop. I would love to visit it. And so he'll buy you a cup of coffee. I, seriously, I'll buy you a, a vat of coffee. You tell me of, <laughs> of a good shop. So, uh, yeah, it, that's one of the things that we're trying to do is build an archive of good shops and yeah, bag of beans. So uh, we're going to feature our one of our first reviews. One of our faithful listeners, Caffeinate. Um, I think his actual name is Kashik, but Caffeinate uh, on Instagram, and he actually tried recently. A bag of Onyx, and Onyx uh, is uh, to remind everybody is out of Arkansas, and they do a lot of variety of roasting, high quality stuff. Uh, and I don't have the actual picture of the bag in front of me, but Kashik said, "Quote: Love this bag. It's one of the better coffees I've had recently. Fruity, but not too acidic. Has great balance and flavor." A friend said, "It tastes like spring in the winter." But yeah, overall, he rated this a uh, 4.5 out of 5. And he said the best method that he tried with this was a V60. Uh, He said he also tried an AeroPress, but got a compromised flavor. And that uh, the French press was not not his favorite. So that is Onyx. And I think Kashyyyk actually lives in maybe Kentucky, because he said a local shop in Lexington started selling the Onyx bags. So thank you very much, Kashik, a.k.a. Caffeinate, uh, for that review. Yeah. So 
speaking of reviews, that will segue nicely into our main topic to, topic today. Uh, we're going to call this a tale of two shops. Tale of two shops, aka the good, the bad, and the ugly. If you like. aka wah, wah, the coffee wah. snob. The coffee <laughs> snob comes out in this episode. Let's just it does. I'm, so I'm going to try to keep general, the gloves guys. on, but they're not full padded gloves. They're going to be lightweight ounce gloves. And there may be, uh, yeah, it may be harder. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've listened to this show, uh, for Aaron or me or myself, Chad, Joe, anybody that's been on, generally we are very positive about roasters we try and coffee shops. Um, but Aaron had a, had an experience recently at a, he was doing his due diligence and trying out a new shop in the area and just got to be honest, it was a less than uh, a less than favorable experience. So we're not here to just throw shade in particular, but we got to talk about an experience that was not great. And then uh, after Aaron shares this, we're going to contrast that with an excellent experience that I had recently. Without further ado, Aaron, talk talk to us about your experience recently. So let's start off with a few foundation principles. This is the coffee snobs, and we're looking for better than standard cups of coffee, right? So everything that we're doing is, okay, here's a standard, here's a level of excellence. How can we achieve or how can we uh, proceed that level that we once had? And and in the Charlotte area, there are some very, very good coffee shops. The standard for coffee shops in Charlotte uh, and in the surrounding area is really high. Uh, case in point, um, Defined Coffee. They're in the Huntersville area. Extraordinary coffee shop, and especially uh, much more than you would expect, it being in a co-working space in a lobby of a church, and it's probably... I would say I would put it up with one of the best coffee shops in the Charlotte area. Okay. So understanding that that's kind of the standard. So in our area, we have a few really good coffee shops, one of them being Groundworks. And we live uh, a little north of Charlotte. And so Groundworks is in Concord. Now, once again, they set the standard really high. And where we live in the city that we live, Kannapolis, there's a new coffee shop open. And unfortunately, I don't even remember the name. But that's probably best. <laughs> the the tough part about it is you have two variables of a coffee shop. You've got the experience and the decor, and then you've got the beverage that they deliver. Now, I understand that each shop will deliver a different beverage uh, for a particular customer, right? So you're going to have these um, super sweet drinks, milk-based uh, or frappes or, you know, other beverages that I am not uh, a huge fan at, but at the end of the day, coffee is the base of all of those drinks, right? So if you got a black cup of coffee, you could kind of understand where the shop is and their level of importance. And I went into this shop very excited because now this shop is like a less than a mile from my house. And now we have a walk-in coffee shop and so when you first walked in, talk, uh, let's start off with the, the visuals. How, does it look nice? Like it would be a good shop. They have good equipment. Well, I, I, so most startup coffee shops and 
unless they've got some large capital or they're have an interior designer uh, trait in them. And you can realize it as soon as you walk in because like go to a not just coffee and you know that somebody cares about aesthetics and has an interior design mindset and the flow. And Mm -hmm. this coffee shop is more of a turnkey, like let's get a machine, a bar and, and, you know, I I don't want to say pallet wood, but you can tell that like high end craftsmanship of the coffee shop is, is not a priority. Now understand that shabby does not, chic. yeah, shabby chic. That does not make a good coffee shop, right? We've, we've, sure. We, I think many episodes we talked what we felt like the decor would be for a good coffee shop and like things that we looked for in a good coffee mm-hmm. shop. I think it's one of our previous episodes. This does not have that. And so, you know, it's at an outside, um, like little boutique strip mall. I wouldn't say even strip mall, it's downtown Kannapolis. And, it has the potential of being it's something. It's a nice area. It really is a nice area. And so, you know, you walk in shabby chic and I, I tried to do uh, my due diligence in understanding what uh, to make the first selection because I know that the first selection or beverage that you get is really the staple. It's the It's the foundation that you build off of. So if you were to pick a you know, a non, a a beverage that you already wouldn't like, you potentially could already have, you know, destroyed your perception of the coffee shop. So you walk in, it's shabby chic is what you said, and I would agree. And then I walk up to the bar and there's nobody else there. So I I know it's a prime opportunity to talk to the barista and the person making the beverages and kind of understand what beans they were using and kind of basically their knowledge level. Now, this is where the coffee snob in me comes out because I do this on many coffee shops. Every coffee shop I go into, I look for the barista that will make eye contact because I'm like... <laughs> That's why they all avoid seriously, eye contact. They, oh, they're like, guy. seriously, they avoid eye contact because I want to know if you're making a coffee shop to make a buck or you're making a coffee shop because you love coffee. Now, understand, the businessman in me realizes that there should be a balance. Like, you're going to need a businessman to make sure that you don't spend a ridiculous amount of money on something that's not going to uh, have an ROI. But also, someone that loves coffee and figures if you get into an industry, you should at least love it or want to be the best that you can be, and those were not things that I saw. I I could be totally wrong, and I would be glad to talk with the owner and understand their model and what they're doing, but it's just, I would say it's not even Starbucks level of, of drinks, and, you know, it, it, the coffee was not good, um, and I... I tried to, uh, I think I had, I think I had one cup of coffee and just, so, yeah, all right. just, so just, it was, it was less to be desired. Was, yes. Not even <laughs> subpar. Sub, no. Op, suboptimal. <laughs> so, all right, here's, let's, let's try to spin a positive. You got downtown Kannapolis. 
there's a new baseball stadium. It's it's a really nice area. So like you, I'm like, cool, there's a new coffee shop there. Right um, beside it is a bakery. What I mean, it is the perfect it goes is hand listen. In hand. If you're in Louisville, Kentucky, where I started drinking coffee, you had Sunnergross and you had Nord's Bakery right beside it. And it was like the it was the unicorn because you would go get a a, a donut and walk over and get a red eye or a black cup of coffee. And it was the best of both worlds. Like whoever can get a bakery and donut shop together is going to rack some money up because it's just a perfect experience. And that's sure. what downtown Kannapolis is. And then you've got a bakery and suboptimal. Well, let's just set this up. So I haven't actually had a chance to visit. I've kind of avoided this place because I've heard several people say, oh, it looks cool, but coffee's not very good, even from like non-coffee snobs. But they they roast their own beans, if I'm not mistaken. I think so you're the, like, no, well, at... At this moment, but talk. All right, so talk about details. So yeah, at, you went in. At this, so they have you, a little. You, they have a little roaster, and but the, you. But you spoke with the employee, mm-hmm. and the get, they didn't sound like they were super knowledgeable. Just tell us no, about that. And and so I, I I've kind of left that out of this conversation because I understand. Bring it to light. I, I like I don't want to generalize the knowledge of the company because of the employee that they had, right? Because you know, not every employee that you get. I mean, listen, groundwork has unfortunately kind of set the bar really, really high in our area because there are more coffee snobs that work behind the bar than coffee snobs that come into the shop of that place. Like the people at groundwork genuinely care about the craft of coffee and they probably care more than their parishioners, the people that come in to buy coffee do. And so the standard is set really high. I'm not saying that every employee that works at a coffee shop should care as much as I do about coffee. That's not even the case. Sure. Some people are there just to make a buck. Aaron, when you walked in, made eye contact with that poor barista who was like, Ugh. how did the conversation go? It, it, so it went like I would say that a majority of new coffee shop employees would be. The, the, the employee... I asked what beans they were from, where, where the beans were from, the origin, okay. and they were French roast, and they were roasted in France, and so that was that was where the com- like understand. I'm trying, I'm trying that to keep your the body glo- sense tingling. I'm, I'm, like, wait a minute, I'm st- I'm trying to keep the gloves off, and I'm really not wanting to be like. I understand this is the coffee snobs, right? This is not. We didn't make it. Uh, this is not. You know. Uh, super nice. I mean, we're already the snobs. And so <laughs> I understand that, but if you're if you're making if you're in the industry to make a buck, then do it. But I'm not going to go there. And I think that's fine. Like you can have these places. I mean, like Dunkin, I mean, I'm not going to go to Dunkin. I'm not going to go to Starbucks. I'm not going to go to well, these chains. There are even some coffee shops locally. Like I will drive 45 minutes out of my way to go to Define Coffee. I'll drive out of my way to go to groundwork. I'll pick up if I know of a shop that's that's roasting uh, Jags Head. She's I'm going out of my way to go there. Like I know I know these places um, that are that are like exceptional quality, and I'm going to go there because I am a coffee snob. Like I'm I'm not going sure. to mediocre places, and it's just a bummer because our area is prime for a very good coffee shop 
and it, yeah, well, try to take the good away. I mean, you can. Uh, it sounds bad, but you can kind of judge a book by its cover, uh, and we'll be willing to give people a second chance. But I've heard another person who visited the shop, and they said, "Man, it was you know, it looks like a cool coffee shop." But when they asked for a, a drink, like I think probably a very simple drink, like a latte or something, the staff was talking amongst themselves like, oh, how do you make that again? And it sounds like the the business owners of this shop, they started it, as Aaron said, to make a buck, to, to make money, duh. That's what any business wants to do. Uh, but they don't care about coffee. They, they don't even teach their employees very basic stuff about the coffee beans that they're using. Uh, and it's fine if an employee forgets how to make certain drinks, but I think this place offers the quote unquote Starbucks drinks. They offer lots of the sugar bombs, like the Frappuccino styles, stuff like that. So the non-coffee snobs, the middle-aged moms and not, not to throw shade at them, but <laughs> you just, it was listen. lovely. You I got a vanilla him, extract at, at, uh, at, milkshake, and they want a coffee milkshake. Listen, just they go right think- now to coffeesnobs.forward/slash/connect <laughs> uh, and actually just hit up Tyler. You're going to get so much spam and hate mail. It's over. That's fine. <laughs> I, I have a middle-aged, well, actually a little greater than middle-aged mother. But anyway, I think you're the very casual, <laughs> the, the very casual non-coffee snob does not know the difference. And they're like, oh, it's a cool coffee shop in the area. They serve me frappuccinos, whatever, you know, they like to get. It's passable for them. But for anybody who is more discerning, obviously the coffee snobs, we're like, I'm not even going to waste my time there. So, yeah, you know. that's It's the tough part. I mean, listen, you were you were down in North Carolina in what we would call like Mecca, you got so yeah, let's 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 contrast this. So Aaron, a tale of two shops, yep. new shop in the Canapolis area. Yep. We had uh, high hopes, but they were quickly dashed. Yep, it was a subpar experience. And uh, if there's not buy-in from the owners, then why is the staff going to care? So we're not going to probably frequent this shop unless drastic changes are made. I would definitely, but here's the deal: I'll I'll give it a second chance because absolutely. I even waited. I think they were open like three weeks. Until I would let them get trained up. Yeah. 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 Any, any new business that is fresh opening. I mean, you know, we're going to give them the benefit of the doubt, but tell so, two shops. You went tell two shops. You went, I was actually a couple weeks back. I was in the research triangle area, the Raleigh Wake Forest area for a family wedding. We practice social distancing and all that good stuff. Uh, but we, my family, we stayed at a hotel and we were heading back home, uh, on a, Saturday morning, Sunday, I don't remember what it was. And we were only a few miles from Wake Forest. Not Wake Forest, uh, the college in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, but Wake Forest right outside of Raleigh. And question, do you know which coffee shop is and roastery was founded in the Wake Forest, Raleigh area? Drum roll. It's Black and White Roasters. who We've, we've talked about them a good bit on the show before, yep. and we've – sampled their coffee quite a bit but we're going to compare this because black and white they have a standard of excellence um they were founded by some actual u.s barista champions yes there's the two owners uh, i think their names are kyle and lim 
they started black and white several years ago. And if you are a U.S. barista champion, Dude. <laughs> obviously, you really care about coffee. So black and white, man, I walked into, I don't even think this is their main location. It wasn't super large. I don't, I'm not sure that they roasted there. But just looking at the menu, they had, I think it was seven different varieties of pour overs on the menu. You're talking about Ethiopian beans, South American beans, all kind of stuff. And you could just tell these people mean business. Yeah, dude. Th- th- like, so he is a 2000, Liam is, uh, is a 2016 U.S. barista champion. He's the co-founder, and the other guy who co-founded with him is also a uh, U.S. barista champion. So the standard for black and white is set so high. Um, their roasting process, they've done some live videos that you can watch on Instagram, uh, but the standard is set so high and they have a massive variety. Like I, I think I went down, was was there, went to yeah, we're probably like eight months ago, nine months ago, but went down and they have a uh like a a local shop that's in a it's in a shared space. And I think they had fifteen different varieties of coffee bags available, which is wild yeah. that a coffee shop would uh, be producing that much of a variety. Um, but yeah, I mean, the tough part is you have this standard, right? You have this level and then you have, sure. you know, well, and as good level. as it was, I'm not going to drive two hours out of my way, but, no, uh, but you I are will ordering, definitely be, you are ordering beans. I mean, you like, absolutely. So, so again, well, not just coffee shops, companies go look at their, their mission statement, their, whatever those things are called. Uh, I'm looking at the website now and black and white's mission is very simple. It says, quote, exceptional coffee kept simple. So, um, spoiler alert. Uh, I think we are hoping to schedule trying an, inter- yes. an interview. We actually got in the pipeline, hopefully for next week with Lim, uh, one of the owners of black and white. He is going to kindly join us on the podcast. We're going to hear about the history of black and white, uh, Lim's coffee experience, roasting, sourcing beans. I mean, it's going to be coffee snob heaven. Oh, yeah. So obviously, we'll we'll talk a lot more about this shortly. But uh, Lim, on their mission statement, on their website, they talk about, well, yeah, it's specialty coffee, but it's actually what they've come to realize over the years is it's really about uh, building up quality relationships. So they're not worried about just an end product slinging out lattes for the Instagram crowd. They they want to talk and work with the coffee growers, the cultivators, the people that process it. Black and white has the highest of standards because they actually roast their own coffee, and then the actual preparation of that for the you know the retail buyer. So it's like kind of bringing a gun to a knife fight. I mean, yeah. comparing this little uh. K-Town shop to black and white, uh, it just shows you there's such a wide spectrum. Well, I think Um, we we talked about it in one of our previous episodes of shops that roast coffee just care a little differently than shops that, you know, purchase beans because they're definitely... So to bring that up, though, 
when we first saw this Canapolis, you know, they touted, oh, we have a roaster. So you, you might, oh, maybe they care. But you can quickly tell they're roasting it, I think, in reality, to buy the cheapest green beans they can. Not the vegetable, but the green coffee beans. And they're, they're not doing it because they love coffee. In, in the Canapolis instance, they're doing it to make the most money possible. Yeah. Now, they listen, I, once they get their roaster, I will go actually up and running. I'll go back okay. and try try the coffee. Oh, I thought it was already open. No, though, so so it wasn't. Their, their roaster was not hooked up. And so okay. from, from here's the, the tough part. We have a massive coffee distribution house in the Concord area, S&D Coffee, one of the largest distribution houses for coffee. They're not anymore, but for a while, they supplied a ridiculous amount of coffee shops and actually like hotel chains, all of the coffee mm-hmm. that you would get in a carafe downstairs. Um, I think they even had Waffle McDonald's House. Or, yeah, yeah. They, at one time they were McDonald's. Like they, they had big time. a big, big, uh, actually, if I'm not mistaken, Duncan at one point in time was uh, through them. So there was a really? lot, they, they distribute a lot and they're in our area. And so there are a lot of coffee shops in our area that support local and they support S and D and local S and D. So, well, and, and if, if I'm not mistaken, the coffee that was at this shop, the day that I tried it was S and D coffee. It's the same with, uh, um, the coffee shop that is uh, right across the street, which is a bookstore slash coffee shop, mm-hmm. the same for them. They have S and D coffee. You can you know S and D coffee when you walk into shop because the Concord area used to smell like S and D coffee, and so it, it was super strong over in that area. I lived over there when I was a, a young kid, so you would smell it every time they were roasting, and so you can walk in and almost be like ah S and D coffee. And, you know, yeah. we don't go to that place. There's either. worse things in life, I guess. But but anyway, um, yeah, I hope hopefully we're proved wrong. But I'm I'm anticipating once the roaster is up in Canapolis, they're going to buy the cheaper beans. They're going to do strictly dark roast. They're like, what's a medium roast or light roast? But anyway, all coffee shops cannot be great. That's that's just the fact that it is. Um, but we are super excited, like I said, because first off, black and white. We've enjoyed their coffee for a long time, um, and I'm curious to talk with Lim. I've heard rumor. I think they have a very, very nice uh, piece of roasting equipment, uh, possibly on the same lines of like Onyx, where it's so detailed that they're able to really dial in lots of uh, roast profiles from single origins and blends. So I think that's one way Yeah, from that photos they, that they have so many varieties of coffee that you can purchase yeah, from them. From so, photos that I've seen and things that they've posted, their roaster is very uh, technology connected. Um, and so there are a lot of data points that you can get from it. And that's really how you dial in roasting is understanding yeah. different data points and making sure they're in parameters so that way you can consistently get the same roast. But we won't nerd yeah. out on that. Very, very excited about what's coming up. Uh, yes. And, and listen, if the Canapolis Coffee Shop was to ever hear this episode, you're more than welcome to reach out to me, Aaron. Uh, you can reach out to me at Aaron Beaver on Instagram. I will gladly walk my butt up to your shop and talk with you and conversate because I want a good <laughs> coffee shop in our area. And you've got somebody that was willing to spend some money locally. So, 
Hey. This is well, a call out to you, coffee shop in Kannapolis. I don't even know your name. That's terrible. It, <laughs> meanwhile, throw your shade to Aaron Beaver. A-A-R-O-N. No, you're the one who said about mid, a middle-aged women and their and their syrupy <laughs> drinks. Not, I work with a lot of middle-aged. I mean, it's just a fact. It's not being mean, but anyway. <laughs> uh, we have been drinking black and white coffee. We will talk in the future also about when I was up there, I got some of the good good, the legit Panama Geisha, a very small bag that we will talk about maybe on next episode. And we are scheduling that interview with Mr. Lim shortly. So yeah. anyway, guys, go take some Flonase or Claritin or Zyrtec. Uh, stay, stay clear of all these pollen allergies. Uh, but to wrap this up, you can reach us, the Coffee Snobs, on Instagram at Coffee Snobs Podcast. We also have our website, coffeesnobs.net. Um, and you can click on there. Please send us any reviews of coffee shops or bags you try. Uh, that also has contact info for Aaron and myself if you need to send us anything. So we're going to wrap this up and go. I'm going to go take some flow nays, Aaron. Um, Sounds so good. So for Aaron, this is Tyler, Coffee Snobs. We will see you on the next show. Adios.